Hey traders, welcome to the Performante podcast. This is episode 18. We're uh, stacking up the podcast pretty quickly. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the 10 books to read this holiday season. So uh, we'll be going over a variety of books, not just just trading or self-development or business, but uh, we'll be going over 10 different books that you can really get some value from. And uh, we really hope you enjoy it. I'll uh, pass it over on to Nathan. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. We got some book suggestions coming at you. We're trying to hit different niches that we enjoy and we think you will too. So jumping right into it to start off with business books, kind of that interpersonal communication skills. We have Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Chris Voss worked in the FBI as a terrorist negotiator. And he developed a company called the Black Swan Company that works and trains in everything from interrogation skills to debating skills to negotiating skills. That's really their hallmark is the ability to communicate effectively and get what you want out of every situation. The book's super interesting. It has super impactful, super impactful stories that the key messages of how to properly navigate and negotiate your life because we have hundreds of negotiations a day and you don't even realize it and this book really opens you up to the possibilities of how to really minimize and maximize your life on that micro scale just based on how you communicate with other people super interesting book i'd recommend it again never split the difference by chris voss and i'll pass it back to keith for his recommendation so number two is going to be Way of the Wolf, and this is by Jordan Belfer. You may have known him or heard about him through the uh, all-known movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. So this is a book that he created that uh, basically encompasses how he sold uh, the amount of stocks that he did during that time by creating the straight line system or the straight line selling sis, uh, process. And what this is is... In short, you want to make every single sale the same and, you know, businesses as well as individuals, I think you could use this because you are selling yourself in really any situation. If, even if you're making friends, you have to present yourself in a certain way to try to persuade them to uh, be friends with you in a certain way. So I believe that uh, being able to master the art of persuasion, influence, uh, really does pertain to success. So... You're trying to make every conversation the same. So you would set up certain situations, ask specific questions, and really try to make sure you uh, understand what they're saying. Build rapport. These little things like tonality and then when they're speaking, trying to, uh, I guess, like those, mm, uh-huh, oh, and then actually building rapport while you're having a conversation with them. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the other book that we will talk about uh, a little bit later in this, which is going to be how to win and how to win friends and influence people in terms of understanding how people work and trying to build that relationship. But I thought I got a lot more out of it than um, I initially thought, to be completely honest. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting book. And I think he does give a lot of value if you are trying to sell something, a product, a service, or uh, you just want to get better at trying to get to an end goal in any conversation. So I uh, definitely highly recommend it. So we'll move on. We'll his, move on. Uh, his podcast is so funny. 
some like the episode of Jordan Belfort and Grant Cardone. That's a classic. Yeah, it's it's a classic. <laughs> they just kind of like get. It's not like they're yelling at each other, but they both have different paradigms yeah. on how sales training should look and what proper salesman technique is, and it just degraded into such like a testosterone fight. <laughs> no, like it, it, was... it got so bad that they uh, Grant's like, "We need to get a cage match going." Like that's yeah. the epitome of like. Yeah, um... it was just a battle <laughs> of who's on more testosterone. Exactly. Jacked up. So those are the two business book recommendations. Uh, moving on to what we're calling social books, like your ability to communicate, understand others, and kind of that sociology perspective, let's call it. First and foremost, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, that's a book that both me and Keith love. It's by Dale Carnegie. It was written, I think, over 100 years ago now. Yeah, published in 1936. So oh, not, so not quite there. Not quite, but almost. We're working our way there, and it's... The lessons were true then and the lessons were true now. This really lays down the foundations of not necessarily having empathy, but the ability to read, detect, and act upon like the emotions mm -hmm. of people that you communicate with mm -hmm. and really developing that precise vocabulary, vocabulary to convey what you want to say. And really just being kind of attuned with your environment. I think this book's great. I recommend it to almost pretty much anyone and everyone looking to get into that mindset. Because it's this book is so practical mm -hmm. and it spells out everything you need to do. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I would say this is extremely good to increase em emotional intelligence, I would say. Um, not intellectual, but in terms of being aware. Um like being aware with yourself, being aware with others, being able to read people, being able to create a level of trust and relationship without actually saying much, just by presenting yourself in a certain way, acting a certain way, um, being a good listener. Yeah, th there's a ton of information that I think, like, like he even said in a book, he didn't come across a book that actually laid out exactly how to be... Uh, a good listener, how to influence people, and how to win friends over, which is obviously pretty important in life. So uh, if you haven't read it, it's a classic. And I think a lot of people say that this is within the top 10 of uh, their favorite books. And I definitely understand why. So the yeah, the, the audible version of that book is so cheeky. They play like old orchestra music between the chapters and stuff. Oh, wow. I recommend the, the audible version is pretty funny. I'd recommend that. They gotta get and that so, school vibe going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So the next one, the uh, book that we're gonna be talking about is called Outliers, and this is a book called uh, by Malcolm Gladwell. Pretty unbelievable. It explains the circumstances of extremely successful people and how it's not completely random. And I think the most notable one that I read was Bill Gates, the founder and creator of Microsoft, a lot of people look at that and see that story being like, oh, it was just this genius kid, but it was a series of perfect situations and environments that he was in that led him to be able to have 10,000 hours of computing hours under his belt by the time he was an extremely young age, which allowed him to obviously have a more vast 
level of knowledge and, and, and skill and capability to um, create Microsoft um, in short. So it, yeah, that, that book's investigation into like the schema of success, like, oh, we just look at Bill Gates, Tiger Woods, Oprah Winfrey, all these people. It's like, oh, like they're just lucky because the stars aligned, but it's realistically what happened behind closed doors and what happened like what do they do to put themselves in that position that this book really enlightens and some of the circumstances of how these people come to fame power and money is it's hard to process because there'd be no other way to comprehend just all the specific things that require that allowed bill gates to do what he did with microsoft Mm -hmm. or for oprah to start her charity all of that is such like a specific series of events that it really makes you wonder like where you're going in life and kind of what your path is because it might seem cloudy now but it sure as hell seemed cloudy for them back then and it's all about putting yourself in a position to succeed yeah definitely well said um if you're interested in learning how successful people did it that's a book that uh, is a must read, I must say, really puts things into perspective as to the daily tasks that you do, in my opinion, because it, it'll rack up into something pretty, pretty unbelievable. And you got to look at every opportunity as a stepping stone and just learn what you can. And then when it may be time to move on, you uh, take everything you got out of that situation and then apply it to the next opportunity that comes in uh, your life. So really interesting book. Next uh, topic we're going to get into is self-development books. And uh, I'll pass it over actually to, to Nathan and then we'll go over the other one here. So yeah, go ahead. Sounds good. Uh, so one self-development book that I really recommend is Extreme Ownership by Jocko. He's uh, an ex-Navy SEAL that kind of works in leadership. And one of the founding principles that he discovered when he was serving with the Navy SEALs is that all of those people that perform and act at the highest level possible are extremely accountable. That level of personal accountability creates and fosters their success because it ensures that if they fail, they're going to reflect and they're going to learn why and they're going to prevent it from happening. And they're going to ensure that everything that they need to succeed has been done. They are accountable to the T whether it be interpersonal accountability and making sure you're at the right places at the right time or professional accountability just being a reliable person taking ownership of your mistakes taking ownership of your victories can go a long way with modern technology and just like the way our society is structured there's so many people that never take accountability oh it's like if you get a poor mark on a test it's not that you didn't study. It's just that the test was hard. Like that kind of schema can be really toxic to your own development. And taking a 100% accountability approach can be what you need in order to succeed. Wow. Well said. Would recommend it. Awesome. All right. The next book we're going to get into is Principles by Ray Dalio. Uh, I'd say Ray Dalio is probably one of my most favorite uh, 
individuals within the financial space, most influential people uh, in terms of how to live and lead a good life. And uh, this book really gives the principles that he's cultivated and created to get the success that he's had both in the financial standpoint, but also in the spiritual, emotional standpoint. Um, in life, he's an extremely happy person. He meditates often and, and really understands himself and his surroundings. And I feel like he is extremely down to earth for the level of success that he's been able to attain. So it's pretty hard to get into every single specific of the principles that he lives by. But uh, one thing that I really found extremely useful is the way he approaches failure. Um, you, you got to face failure in a positive outlook. You, you can't really get down and you got to find a plan and a solution to go around whatever situation you're facing. And I think that this book really explains thoroughly the way that he's been able to deal with the challenges that he's been faced through in life. Uh, he basically almost went broke because he was calling a short when it was basically a bottom for the equities and he thought it was going to go much lower. It's basically like calling covid to keep on going back in april in may and june and it's just not going your way um, and he learned a lot from that and he created different principles that allowed him to be more aware of his surroundings create a team that is well-rounded and just be more humble of a human being so i'd say it's an it's an extremely useful book if you want to understand the best way to go around difficulties failures and challenges in your life well said, Ray Dalio is one of the living legends within like the finance and arguably kind of like the spiritual side of it, because there's a lot of philosophy involved with kind of the upper echelon of finance entrepreneurs and hedge fund managers. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of them kind of have that spiritual perspective. Yeah, there's even in tech, like I was recently on a side note listening to uh, Neville Rakhavan, Rakhavan, I think I said that. Naval Rakhavan. Oh, Naval Ravikant. Ravikant, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really interesting guy. Um, but we'll talk about him in another episode. We're gonna trek on with this uh book review here. So we're gonna jump into the next series here. These are two financial books that, or at least trading books, that I found extremely useful. Uh, as my uh, lifelong career as a trader and my journey just in the financial space. Number one, Trading in the Zone. Obviously, it's an absolute classic. Uh, in this book, really talks about the psychology, really. Uh, not really so much the technical side of it or other, you know, technical or, you know, if you're using VSA or if you're using other um, methods to analyze markets. This is really just trying to understand what's going on between your ears, trying to understand um, the ability to master your mind. And I, I would say the one major takeaway from this book is every single trade is a brand new trade. When you're going through maybe potential slumps, you can get into a rhythm where previous trades affect you. And it's difficult to completely wipe the slate clean, but I feel like this book definitely explains how every single trade is brand new and you can't let anything in the prior day, week, month, year affect the current trade that you're taking. And, and he really explains in depth of different solutions or potential situations that you could do to uh, make that happen. Really great book. Um, 
He also has a couple other books, but uh, this one was probably my favorite. And then the next one, The Daily Trading Coach. Pretty unbelievable book. Uh, it's 101 Ways to Be Your Own Psychologist. Uh, extremely, uh, extremely useful book. I would say reading one little chapter a day. It takes 10 minutes um, and it really does wonders, especially in the morning, just to prep your head, just to make sure that you're in the zone, you are aware of the little things that you may be doing. If you have a favorite chapter or even a favorite, just one little one-liner, highlight it, read it over and over again so it sticks in your mind. And then it allows you to get your head in that flow state in that zone uh, where you really, really need it, especially if you're a short-term day trader or a swing trader, just have that on repeat and um, you'll find something in there that is absolute gold, I guarantee it. Love to hear it. Those are two quality recommendations kind of for the more technical side of finance. And just to round out these 10 book suggestions, I got two philosophy books coming at you. First is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. He is a he was an old Roman emperor and he was one of the founding fathers of Stoicism. Stoicism is a school of thought where you're kind of you act independently of emotion, you avoid conflict. Your one phrase that comes to mind is you walk down a narrow path with a wide load without complaint or disdain it's kind of taking the punches not reacting remaining cool level-headed objective and uh, meditations by marcus aurelius is basically a journal of some of his more influential pieces that he wrote as one of the forerunners for stoic thought it kind of reads like a shakespeare like it's got that really old-timey english i think because it was translated from latin that I'm not sure about, but it does have definitely a more tech technical vocabulary that's used inside the book. But some of the ideas are so interesting and so practical that stoicism is definitely something that I enjoy reading about myself just because the ideas are universal. And my last book suggestion to round out this philosophy, se philosophy section is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, it's a book about mindfulness, kind of in the same line of thought as Stoicism, um, where something happens, take the seconds, don't have your emotional reaction, use your higher brain, rationalize what you think is appropriate, and kind of remaining cool and composed despite possible hectic environment. Um, it's it kind of opened me up to the idea of meditating and kind of accepting that stillness isn't necessarily the worst thing. Taking a break from the anxiety of day-to-day -day life to reflect and look inside yourself to see what's actually going on. It's a very thought-provoking book. I think that's a good way to summarize it. It kind of challenges the way that you live your life because you kind of realize that as human beings, you're just constantly reacting to what's happening next. but if you take a step back away from your immediate environment and rationalize what you need to do, you can kind of recategorize your day and how you approach your life. Super interesting. Those are my two book recommendations for philosophy. And I believe that wraps up this episode. So thanks for tuning in to our 10 book suggestions. 
This was our fifth podcast for December. Again, podcasts every day. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll pass it off to Keith, who will wrap it up. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, I think I'm going to end it off kind of asking a question to the audience. Maybe you want to put it in the comments if you're on our YouTube channel or maybe join in on our Discord and let us know. Just curious, are you meditating? Maybe not. We did talk about it a little bit within our podcast. And we do see a lot of people that are in uh, high-performing positions or are just intellectual uh geniuses to some degree they meditate because they look back and they reflect and they have a more broader perspective of what they're doing in their day-to-day actions because they actually go through what they have done think about it analyze it and and try to get a sense of uh what we what we are reacting to because at the end of the day 90 percent of the time or more i don't exactly know the percentage we're reacting to things it's it's a what is it? 90% of our brain is, um, or 90% of our day is just basically like the, uh, ape brain. I don't, I don't exactly know what the word is. Maybe, you know, Nathan, but, uh, you're not actually using the intellectual part of your, of your brain. It's just reaction. And even when you're speaking, you're not really, um, using the prefrontal cortex. You're using the more basic parts of your brain i'm I'm not really explaining yeah, it like, very well i feel like so much of our day is just reactionary like environment stimulus react it's all like lower brain kind of let's call it human autopilot where you're just kind of floating through it. your surroundings that's a good way to put it and then you gotta yeah. you gotta reflect it's like meditation's like manual autopilot like you just gotta you gotta force your brain just to be like okay chill the fuck out dog yeah exactly we're doing nothing and you're gonna like it yeah yeah you you gotta learn to love it i think yeah no doubt but uh thank you very much for watching really appreciate it or listening what however you're consuming our content and enjoying it we really appreciate it let us know if you have any suggestions on what we talked about what we should talk about next time and until tomorrow have a great one